2: listener discretion is advised hello and welcome to true crime the podcast that helps you find new emerging and undiscovered true crime podcasts i'm greg the host and curator of true crime this episode is the final scary time crossover episode i hope this holiday season has treated you well Hopefully this extra content provided you with a little bit of entertainment as you were driving back and forth between family or doing holiday-related activities. Maybe drinking some spiked eggnog, telling the ghost stories from yesterday's scary episode. Maybe planning on which stores you have to go to first to either spend those gift cards or return those gifts you don't want. If you want to subscribe to Scary Time and hear more content like this, you just search for Scary Time in your favorite podcast app. I'll also put the link in the episode description below. Today's final scary episode is from Mission Spooky. Mission Spooky is a bi weekly podcast where history meets the peculiar and the paranormal. I know I say you'll like all these episodes, and I hope that you do, but this one's perfect for today it's the Ghosts of Christmas Past. If you like today's episode, make sure to check out the episode description for links to subscribe. Alright, let's get this show started. Begin.
3: You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Three, two, one. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists.
0: Welcome to Mission Spooky, I'm your fantastic host JC, with me today, as per usual, is the queen of everything Kiki, and the pretty freaking awesome over there Cord. How you guys doing today?
1: I did not watch The Mandalorian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's upsetting because it's a really good episode, as all of their episodes are really good. But this one was... Exceptional I, like,
4: good. I like that we, we we got it out of the way immediately. No, we didn't. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't either. Because I'm still on episode two <laughs> of season one.
1: This is going to be a nice one. We're we're doing another Christmas special for you guys. It's not going to be as nice as the last one, though. Why not? This is going to be spooky.
0: Ooh, spooky. We're
1: ghosting it up. For this one, we're going back, back to creepy Christmas. Actually, we didn't really do a creepy Christmas last year, but this year, damn it, I am giving you creepy Christmas. So should we just
0: go for it? Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just jump on into it, you know? That's what the YouTubers say. All right, well, first of all,
1: I'm sure that you all know that it was tradition to tell ghost stories around the fire during the Christmas season.
0: I will take your silence. A yes. Oh, you were talking to us, not the audience. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I know yeah. that. God. <laughs> no,
1: just, yeah. Fantastic. Way, to, way yep. to go. Way to start yep. out.
0: It's going to be great. You know, I space out during the parts where you're giving facts and Jeez. history, <laughs> <laughs> which is three quarters of the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a host.
1: <laughs> so I like to think that it goes directly back to our pagan origins, the closing out of the year. The dead of winter, thinking of our ancestors, and uh, a perfect time to recount bad decisions that sometimes lead directly to the creation of a ghost or residual energy. And so, we're going to bring you today, or perhaps tonight, a few Christmas related ghost stories. A few of them are tragic, and a couple of them are, well, just sort of intriguing. As I said earlier, we have a ton of listeners in British Columbia. Thank you again. And we're going to start this episode with a ghost story from Victoria to thank all of you so very much for staying with us this year. Yay! So our first one is the 1890 murder of David Fee at St. Andrew's Cathedral in Victoria. So 20 years before the murder, in the spring of 1866, there's a group of Irish Americans who had fought on both sides of the Civil War, coming together under a common cause. And that cause to invade the British province of Canada, seize the territory, and ransom it back to Britain for Ireland's independence. These were known as the Fenian Raids, which lasted from 1866 to 1871. Now, this is going to be important to this particular story. Trust me. So let's go forward in time where the cornerstone to St. Andrew's Cathedral has been laid for two months before this murder takes place construction site managers and predominantly Irish American construction crew have a disagreement over flags placed at the site. There's a Union Jack flag, there's a United States flag, and there's an Irish flag flying over the site. The foreman, Thomas Deasy, I hope that's how you say it. (laughs) That's the one one name I didn't look up and now I'm like, ooh, what if it's
0: a weird say? What if it's weird? Anyway.
1: I'm waiting.
4: Is JC going to make a joke? About like, I'm waiting for the bad joke.
0: Like, like, what i i don't understand what joke he
1: i was wasn't thinking. even paying attention uh,
0: yeah i heard the guy's name DZ. i thought you were gonna go for a d like D's nuts, D-Z nuts. Yeah, yeah i was thinking about it but
3: <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> i'm like see i too... was on the right track waiting for
4: it so i could cringe he just <laughs> failed me for the last time star
0: scream <laughs>
1: you <Yeah>, right <laughs> who knows it might not even be saying it could be to which yes. is really no better.
0: De- <laughs> I mean, mm.
1: I'm Just going to go with this first name. So Thomas orders the fourth flag to be taken down. This is going to be the more political flag of Irish independence or the sunburst flag, which is a green background with a golden rising sun. And it is the flag of the Fenian Brotherhood. Given the history I just shared with you, it's completely understandable why the Fenian Brotherhood flag would have been unwelcome. In Canada. Sure. Unfortunately, this incident caused one of the construction crew, a 33-year-old Irishman named Lawrence Whalen, to take matters into his own hands. And he decided to do it at a time and place where he knew Deezy would be available. Christmas Eve at Midnight Mass. Thomas was known for wearing a white coat. So Whalen thought that he would be an easy-to-spot target amongst the crowd leaving Christmas Eve Mass. He waited until the Mass was over. And he crept up to the man he thought was Thomas and fired a single shot into his chest. But it wasn't Thomas that he murdered. Oh, no. Yeah. The unfortunate victim of mistaken identity was 28 year old David
0: Fee. So wait, you're saying that the color of someone's jacket isn't enough to to know who you're murdering? (laughs) That they had more than one white jacket in this town?
1: Oh, it gets worse, actually. Oh, God. David Fee is a well-liked socialite who was also known for being an, an active volunteer. He was going to attend a costume party after mass, and he was dressed in a white clown outfit. Huh. Yeah, this is why you never get dressed up like a clown.
0: No, that's that's true. That is, I mean, this isn't the reason why. There's lots of reasons why, but this is... <laughs>
1: this is a this is a good one.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a good reason.
1: Uh, so David was also a shopkeeper in Nanaimo who had returned to Victoria the day before to be with his parents for Christmas. Whelan would turn himself in once he realized what he had done. Fee's funeral was attended by thousands of people who saw his death as an act of cowardice by Irish nationalists. Fee was buried at Ross Bay Cemetery, and there is a massive marble pillar that marks his grave. So perhaps this is a case of an untimely death, causing residual energy to hang about, a single shot that happened so fast that Fee hardly had time to process what had occurred before he passed into the next realm. In any case, there are many who feel his presence outside St. Andrew's Cathedral. Others say they have seen his form floating along the sidewalk where he perished, still clothed in the blood-soaked white costume that was unfortunately his demise. There have also been similar feelings and sightings at his tomb at Ross Bay. So there you go, Christmas ghost number one. Nice. Not really. That's really yeah, sad. I don't,
0: I don't think that's nice. <laughs> well, it's nice that we got the number, the first one. You know, it's, it's, it's a Christmas ghost.
1: I would say that you're saying nice for my hard work and, you
0: know. Yeah. Good job doing research.
1: We cannot visit British Columbia with a ghost story without mentioning one of our absolute favorite podcasts, the Ghost Story Guys. And the day marks episode 100 for them. So... You're done listening to this. If you haven't listened to Ghost Story Guys yet, episode 100, you need to go over there right now and do it. I am so excited for this episode. They worked really hard on it. It's going to be amazing. And uh, Ian and Brennan, awesome. Each of them also has a book out. My fake dad's book is called A Strange Little Place, (laughs) which can be found anywhere. Fine books are sold. And then Ian's book is called Victoria's Most Haunted.
0: Right? (laughs) That is correct. Yes.
2: <laughs> like, yeah,
0: those are the I'm names of so their books. And Ian's sad. book is found according to Brennan. He actually he's making us say this. It's found in the trash. <laughs> wow. 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 Brennan, if you hear this, it was for you. Except for the audio version,
1: because Brennan's the one doing the audio version. <laughs> well,
0: you can't find audio in the trash. That's that's um, right, right.
1: no he's yeah. yeah, it would be on the cutting room floor if this was like old old timey. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. not. God, that's terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I was going to send them cookies in the shape of 100, like, you know, 100. But, um, and they, they know this. Yeah. Brennan has allergies to certain things, and uh, Ian is on keto, like I am. So, oh, yeah, I was like, I don't want to, I'm not going to put that on you guys. You know, I'm not trying to kill you, and I don't want you to like break your diet because of me. So, you know, just know in spirit that I have spiritually sent you cookies for episode 100 <laughs> of oh, those guys okay so our next stop is going to take a quick jaunt over to california for a christmas ghost story from there thank you callie you guys finished out the year of being our number one state in listenership you guys managed to edge out pennsylvania
0: wow good job pa letting me down like usual
4: they're very interested in our our woodsy ways over here i guess huh
1: exactly that's what it is we're so (laughs) we're so different like you know environment and atmosphere are so different here that they they really want to hear about us so hey you know what more power to them love california thank you so i'm gonna give you guys a little alcatraz christmas a little tiny bit of history here first of all because i did find this to be very intriguing most people as myself included did do not know that alcatraz actually had families of the wardens and the prison guards living on the island with
0: them did you guys know that i did not know that right i obviously knew that but i'll <laughs> let you think i didn't
4: do you see if you knew that i'll eat my shoe <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you don't have to eat your shoe. So the
1: kids who lived on the island there, they would sing Christmas carols at the warden's house, and then they would go sing Christmas carols to the prisoners, like, you know, outside, obviously. The third warden was a guy by the name of Paul Madigan, and he was known for adding cigars to the prisoners' gift bags. Yes, prisoners got little gift bags for Christmas, which I thought was actually pretty nice, considering Alcatraz was such a horrible place to be. Yeah.
0: It wasn't horrible <laughs> to be. It was just almost impossible to get w- away from, and it was pretty garbage to be at. Yeah, yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah.
0: I think the word notorious, <laughs> n- notorious to get away from. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant notorious to be at, but I mean, I guess, sure. Both, I'd sure, yeah. Say, I don't know. Infamously hard to get away from. Sure, yeah, but I mean, I guess that was kind of the point, right? <laughs> and,
1: and and the cruelty that the prisoners were put through. Yeah.
4: That one. That one's the thing that makes it notorious, I would say.
1: Yes, and probably the reason why it's super fucking haunted. These bags often included hard candies and chocolate. And Madigan also created a special holiday meal for the general populace. That included things like roast turkey, whipped potatoes, raisin nut dressing, giblet gravy, cranberry sauce, and for dessert, apple pie with vanilla ice cream. Sounds delightful.
0: That does sound delightful.
1: But as I said, Madigan was the third warden. So before all of this Christmas cheer, the first warden of the prison, James Johnson, had a very different experience. In the 1940s, Johnson held a Christmas party at the warden's house. Now, I want you guys to know that every single iteration of this story that I looked up is exactly the same. Everyone at the party is having a great time. when suddenly, an apparition wearing a gray suit appears before the entire party room grows cold, the fire in the stove goes out, the ghost stands there for about a minute, and then just as suddenly as it arrives, it disappears. After that, everyone at the party went home <laughs> and said, good luck with that. Fuck
0: that noise. Have You're a nice
1: sleeping day. Here yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, something to note, Johnson himself says that he did not. Sorry, my husband just scared the fuck out of me. By Good. behind me. Honestly, what in the shit? I'm talking about ghost stories.
0: Did he come into the bathroom?
1: Yes, he did, motherfucker. What a you hero. That right. I know, I hate him. <laughs> God damn, okay.
5: They can edit this out.
1: They can edit it out. No, yeah. I'm the one that has to fucking edit it out. Like, <laughs> <jackass>. <laughs> they, they can edit it out in post. They can.
0: I think I think you should leave it in, honestly.
1: i am gonna that's
4: pretty funny actually (laughs) we all know that me and jc do the editing here right
0: yeah we do all the work (laughs) god damn it if it wasn't for us this podcast wouldn't even exist everybody knows we do the hard part
1: yeah i like how one of you is just eating (laughs)
0: sorry
4: Sorry. (laughs) professional
0: that's what I told myself. Oh, man. I think you're very professional, Cord. You know what, Cord? You and I should get business suits. And every time we record Mission Spooky, <laughs> we should wear the business suits.
1: Johnson was not a believer in ghosts. This was not the first time that he had been privy to paranormal activity. Another story says that he was giving a tour of the prison and he heard a woman sobbing.
0: I thought you said he wasn't a believer of ghosts. I'm confused.
1: And he wasn't, and yet he heard these things. And he,
0: oh, okay, got you, got you. Yeah,
1: so it was like he couldn't deny these things. So, this he hears this woman sobbing, and he stops the tour and you know, obviously tries to find her and is freaked out. And it sounds like it's coming from the walls of the prison itself. Yeah, interesting. I like those stories when it involves someone who is very skeptical but yet can't deny the things that he saw or
0: heard.
4: If I heard sobbing from the wall, that'd be a get-the-fuck-out moment, I think.
0: I'd ask the wall if there's anything I could do to maybe help out. You need, like, a yeah. blanket or...
1: <laughs> you want me to go get you some chocolate ice cream and uh, sit on the couch and watch Netflix?
4: Just take, like, a real long bath or...
1: There's a joke in there about Wonderwall somewhere.
4: Yeah, but I ain't gonna dig for that one. That's JC's. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, <Nah>, I love Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. We're leaving California and we're moving on. So, you later, dudes
4: traveling fast. Are we on like the magic school bus? Yes, it is.
1: It's the magic, spooky school bus.
4: Get on the spooky school bus.
1: It's the spooky bus. I'm in. Yeah, I feel another t shirt coming on. Um, (laughs) oh, yes, by the time this comes out, Cannibal Cows will have gone live on our Red Bubble store. Just FYI. All right, heading over to England specifically, but. I want to say, listeners in the UK in general, thank you so much. Again, guys, you're like a number three in listenership. Very proud of you guys. Thanks for staying with us. So this one is The Bride of Bramsel House, Hampshire, England. So this might be a place that we delve into a little bit more because there are supposedly 14 ghosts at Bramsel House. But we're just going to focus on one of them right now. In the 17th century, a young woman named Anne was married on Christmas Day at Bramsel House. In those days, it was traditional to carry the bride to the bedchamber after the ceremony and festivities had ended. Not wanting the night to come to a close, Anne suggested they all play a game of hide-and-seek. She was given a five-minute head start before her guests began searching for her. They searched for a long time before panic started to set in. No one could find her. And when minutes turned into hours, most people thought she had perhaps run away from her marriage to the groom Lord Lovell. Lovell searched for decades, but never found her. Until one day, wait, searched for decades?
0: Yes. Like I would give it a decade, but like decades? Come on, Mm. man, move on. Decades. He still he still
1: searched for her until one day he's messing around in the attic. He comes across a secret room. Oh God! Inside was a chest. He opened the chest to find the skeletal remains of his bride still holding the mistletoe bouquet in her hand. Scratch marks on the inside of the chest indicated that she had attempted to free herself, but unfortunately could not. Now, sucks is this tale is not altogether true. Ah. Oh. I know. It's a really good story, though, and I had to add it because it really is a freaking awesome story. It turns out there was bridal chest in Bram's hall house. And one of the owners of the house, Sir William Cope, who BT dubs, I'm going to be doing a little bit of uh, extra uh, Kiki's quirks side stuff for Patreon on Sir William Cope because he's very interesting. Mm. He's known as the Green Man. That's all I'm going to say. He writes a pamphlet that he published called um, "The Bridal Chest of Bramsel." In the pamphlet, he reported that there was no record of any bride in the family having ever died after the wedding. However, there was a bridal chest, that was moved from the house. By the widow of the fifth baronet. Now, the fifth baronet happens to be Sir John Cope, and he spent a lot of time in Italy. William Cope discovers that the story is attached to the chest itself, and that its former owner had told of a tragic story in which a lady of, quote, distinguished Italian house had been trapped inside the chest and died. Though so, Cope believed that this was the impetus for. The story, but also for the 1822 Samuel Rogers poem Ginevra, which if you read Ginevra, which you can, it's it's free to read. It is Um, I can. Except for JC, because you're illiterate. I forgot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> There's one final, however, and that is this. That 1822 story has an even earlier origin. It appears in the 1809 issue of the Monthly and Boston Review under a title of A Melancholy Occurrence. And in this story, the setting is Germany and not Italy. There's also a silent film made called The Mistletoe Bough by Percy Shaw. 1904 is when that comes out. I will give you guys a link to the restored copy of that silent film that's available to watch. So, Bramsel might only have 13 ghosts or... Perhaps the young woman dressed in white who roams the long gallery and floor to lee room just hasn't been identified yet. Dun,
0: dun, dun. I mean, I still feel like maybe thirteen ghosts is too many. I just
1: like thirteen ghosts because that movie's fucking awesome.
0: Thirteen's kind of a lot. I would say it's at least thirteen too many ghosts. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: They got a lot of ghostesses, including apparently the ghost of Sir William Cope himself, the green man, who's seen out by the pond. He is a very interesting character. I'm gonna do a little side story about him this one's a little extra something something from england because i love the fact that so many times this happens here too so i'm not i'm totally not making or poking fun at english ghost stories in any way shape or form as we get this a lot here you guys you guys will admit it's like the most haunted house in america okay so technically bramsel hall is like one of the most haunted houses in all of England. But guess what? There's another house that's also one of the most haunted houses in England, and that's Roose Hall in Suffolk.
6: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina.
1: Again, we could do a whole side thing on this one because it's got some crazy crap going on in it. There's a, an uh, oak tree called Nelson's tree, the hanging
0: tree. What was, wait, what was hanging on the tree? People. Oh, shit. Criminals. Wow. Well, by whose court? So at night, there's a, a white
1: lady that can be seen walking at the base of the oak tree. Uh, she apparently walks around it six times in order to conjure the devil. There's also something inside the house called the devil's footprint and do a whole lot of investigation on that one because, again, I was focusing on the Christmas ghost story here, which is, and I I had to leave it in because it's a Headless Horseman. Nice, Fuck yeah. Apparently on Christmas Eve, Headless Horseman comes racing down the driveway of the hall followed by a ghostly coach and four undead horses. At the same time, every year, the horseman and his carriage soundlessly travel down the drive at great speed, rushing toward the house before disappearing. Dun, dun, dun. And why does this headless horseman even do this on Christmas Eve?
0: Well, because he's booked elsewhere the other days of the year.
1: The answer is nobody knows.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: uh, there's no, there's no history behind it. Dun, dun, dun. Although I imagine, though, if it's the same time, this is where I love these. Like, I'm sorry, I quoted that, by, by the way. That is that is a quote from a, a blog. If you're driving down the same way, though, every single year at the same time, like surely somebody has got to pick this up on a camera. <laughs>
3: I mean, mm-hmm.
1: you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. So anyway, but there's still time for those of you who live out near Suffolk. You could go to Roos Hall on Christmas Eve, and then you can get back to us and tell us if the Headless Horseman's really there. Yeah, let us know. I believe in you guys. I do. I would actually want to see that. Very much so. Yeah, maybe not charging at me, but like, no, cuz if it's going like towards the house, then like we're good. Just don't stand in the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Although who cares? It's a it's a ghostly carriage. It's not real.
0: Hey, you never know. Just
1: to be able to fly right
0: through you. I mean, that's the hope that it can fly right through you, right? Like, yeah. what if it becomes physical right at that moment? Like, fuck this guy! Should have gotten out of my way.
4: Or if it's one dude doing a very long, con, elaborate prank, <laughs> and then he just actually hits you with his horse, and then that's
0: how the place actually becomes haunted. <laughs> with me,
4: I become the ghost.
0: You'd be the best ghost. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to slam anybody.
1: Phantom <laughs> slamming.
4: Unless I become a
0: poltergeist,
4: that would, that would be. Mm-hmm. Pretty
0: cool. <laughs> That's a possibility. That's scary. I don't want to think of you as a poltergeist. Yeah, no. More of like or I I'd like to think of you more as just just like the friendly ghost in the house. You know, like like Casper. No, not, like, Casper, but, like, every now and then you just slam something real hard, like, just to let them know, but you don't, like, like, you don't do anything weird, you know?
1: He's a helpful ghost.
4: I do almost nothing except weird stuff. Why would, why would you assume I wouldn't do anything weird if I were a spirit? I don't know,
0: I just, I like the thing of you as, like, you would just, you would just slam, like, stuff down every now and then, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't be too, like, you wouldn't be too, like, weird. Like you'd give people that you won't do anything in the bathroom. That's what? my fear. That's my big fear: is ghosts in the bathroom. Okay, here, you heard it here first, folks. JC's biggest fear: poop ghosts.
1: What? Merry Christmas.
4: <laughs> That's gonna be my haunting when I become a spirit. I'm just gonna constantly <laughs> clog someone's toilet. <laughs>
1: oh no!
0: Cord becomes the thing I feared most.
4: JC's <laughs> gonna be an old man. And he's gonna go to oh. the bathroom one day, and it's already gonna be cloudy. He's gonna,
0: no, no! It's gonna be like two weeks after you pass, too. Like,
1: How long is it gonna take to clean out the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's the next T-shirt, by the way, it's just
1: going to be a picture of JC on a on a toilet with ghosts coming out of it.
0: Oh, nice! <laughs> I like
1: it. I
4: like so like many it. T-shirt ideas. I love all I of them.
1: I know. Yeah, we got just, just have Chris draw them up, and then we, and then, uh, and Toast did a great job on making us a, a little ghosty.
0: Yeah, it looked great. I saw it on the the red bubble.
1: All right, so um, our musical guest today <laughs> is, is Philly band Hauntress with their song "Now Here." It could also be nowhere see i see what you guys did there that was very clever <gasps> you can find hauntress on youtube spotify and bandcamp of course you go to bandcamp go download their song I mean, i'm sorry go pay for their songs then download them and you're gonna see that mission spooky is a supporters of hauntress because they're freaking great please go show them some love and when we get back spooky squad news and shoutouts i
3: found you wasted You said this was impossible I needed you more than I thought We tried to keep each other
0: Welcome back again, listeners, <laughs> viewers, you wonderful sons of bitches, daughters of witches. Thanks for fucking up the thing. Whatever, I can,
1: it's called editing. I fix everything. Fix we'll fix it, it in post.
4: We'll fix all of it in post. We fixed the whole last episode in post. We'll do it again. Damn it. Yes, we will.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: All right, so I already did my, my big shout-out, which is uh, go listen to Ghost Story, guys, episode 100.
0: Yeah, where they keep okay. it 100. That's what, the, that's what the kids say these days, right?
1: Yes. I have no idea
0: what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yes. I'm in with the youth. Yes. Youths. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, I also want to mention that uh, Roll for Damage is going to be uh, starting back up again if they haven't already. When this goes live, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, so another one of my favorite podcasts. They're so great. La, la, la. Um, and Encounter is still going strong. They were my number one most downloaded uh, and listened to. I apparently had an Encounter Party party all by myself with uh, 10 episodes in one day.
0: Oh, <laughs> good job.
1: Yeah, so when, when Kiki says that she actually listens to something, like, I, I listen to it. Okay, no fake. Oh, real.
0: Well, in that case, I listen to Mission Spooky Podcast.
1: hmm.
0: Yeah, I know that you stopped listening after like episode six. Something <laughs> like that. It's just like I can only hold I can only hear so much of my voice without like, you know, my head getting too big.
1: Mm hmm. All right. You guys got anything, uh, anything you want to add this evening?
0: No, I've been I've been doing my part to live a very boring life. Um, you know. Staying COVID safe and stuff, and so just just bored.
1: It just occurred to me that um, by the time this goes live, my sister will already be
0: married. Good job! Congratulations! The wedding was wonderful. I I hope so. I hope it I goes crashed off. BT Dubs, Cord, and I both did. It's Saturday night, right? Yeah, we're not going to this wedding place. We're going.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going. You're going to Allentown. Great.
0: Yes, and we're crashing our wedding, right, Cord? How about? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Cord keeps me in check. He's he's my conscience. You guys
1: are going to see some changes on our YouTube channel, which I would really like you guys to go press subscribe on that baby and buffing up our uh, Instagram account a bit. And I'm going to be adding about three new things to that. And one of those things will hopefully be ready for new year's eve have a little bit of fun with uh with me because so i'm gonna be home probably uh by myself yeah living a covid-free life
4: good and i subscribe to the youtube yay
1: <laughs> and i just got a notification that you subscribe to the youtube
0: <laughs> i did <get> it
1: <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> Wait, what's the youtube is it just is it just mission spooky
1: are you kidding me <laughs> Are you kidding
0: me? Is it one word or two words? You've been on every episode.
4: <laughs> I have an excuse. I'm starting late.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, wow! this YouTube page looks really cool. Wow. I'm still I'm
1: going to change our banner up and we're going to have, yeah, it's going to reflect the newer color codes for the, just specifically for YouTube color coding. Everything else stays the same.
4: What's going to be YouTube color coding? We're
1: taking like the orange color. From our logo, we're also taking the dark bluish turquoise from from it. And then there's some neon green in there for a little bit of catchy, eye catchy. And then there's a, a photo, like photos involved, but those photos are either black and white or they have a greenish tint to them. Yep, it's gonna look cool.
6: Gotcha.
1: Yep. And Instagram's gonna be all color coded. It's gonna be so pretty. Officially, we're gonna start at the end of this month, but then next year it's gonna be all like really cool looking. Again, we're all about doing the eye catchy, RC stuff. Yay. All right. Speaking of all of this stuff, if you want to head over to Patreon and join the squad, we have tiers at the one, three, and $5 levels. One single buck gets you our undying gratitude, access to our booper reels, and a shout out on the cast. Thank you so much to people who've already signed up and already been shouted out. I'm not doing it again. I'm just kidding. Uh, the $3 level gets you early access to our new true crime side mission. And that's once a month. And then exclusive access to Kiki's Quirks, my monthly dive into a topic in the magic, I'm sorry, in magic, paranormal, or history. Sometimes all three, especially topics in places, oh my God, what the fuck? Especially on topics in places that we've already talked about, such as I want to do something on William Cope. Our $5 level is going to get you access to our monthly Discord chat, which may include some special guests. We don't really know whoever is going to show up. We have a lot of people who are friends of the cast and have access to discord. And we basically put an invite out there and be like, hey, do you guys want to show up? Great. Feel free to email us questions or comments on any of the previous episodes. And that's at mission spooky at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at mission spooky. You can also follow us on Facebook mission spooky. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. It's been a huge help. And you can also rate and review us on Podchaser as well. Again, huge help just getting us noticed. I think that's going to do it. But I do want to say thank you sincerely so much for a wonderful 2020.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, she says.
1: Our listeners, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. You
0: guys are wonderful. You guys are wonderful. (laughs) You guys are fantastic. Your why 2020 wasn't the worst, okay?
1: Truly the only reason that 2020 was not a complete and utter shit show. It was just a shit show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We accomplished huge gains this year. It's our first full year in action, you know, January to January. And we gained listenership 495%. In the United States. So, not bad. No, not bad. I ain't mad at it. It's, so far, it's been a lot of fun, and I can't wait until next year because thank you for waiting and listening through the C section this long. We have some really cool things planned. One of our first stops is going to be to Odessa, not Pennsylvania. We're going way outside PA. or stop at Wolf Castle in Odessa. I'm not going to tell you why, but it involves a heavy metal band. <laughs> Ooh. yeah I'm intrigued yeah we partnered up with some really cool people for next year already I will be doing an interview in January but I'm not sure when that's going to go live so I'm not going to quite mention it yet oh of course we have our cord versus cryptid yeah that's coming next year yeah. it's going to be funny
0: we have yeah. we have more uh, JC and cord go to spooky places
1: yes yep I already we already I'm, bleh, I'm already sending you somewhere
0: yes <laughs>
4: the greatest birthday present i could ask for a ghost adventure
1: (laughs) adventure. oh and of course we have our red bubble t-shirts etc live uh we have our logo we have uh yeah we have jc riding a squonk oh gosh and by the way jc riding a squonk was a special sticker that was inside the cryptid box uh, for december Nice. Yeah. I'm famous. Cryptid Crate. And those start at 19.99 a month. You can look it up. It's at boxmountainllc.com. Box, B-O-X, Mountain. Obviously paranormal themes, crypt themes mostly. We're featured in there along with a bunch of other really cool stuff for December Box. We also have our ghost deer <laughs> and we have our devil ghost. And then by now I would have given you guys Cannibal Cows. And also, you would have already started naming the the Cannibal Cows themselves. The lead singer, we're going to have guitarist, and drummer. And then those will be available on art cards once we get them all named. I'm going to let you guys name them.
0: So lots of good stuff coming in 2021.
1: Yeah, yeah. and in the last week of the month, too. And we're going to have something special for you in about a week for New Year's Eve.
6: I'm not going to tell you what it is.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. You don't even fucking
0: know. Do I have to record anything? Possibly. Oh, God. More work. (laughs) Fucking A.
1: (laughs) So, guys, Merry Christmas. And as always, stay spooky and don't die. If you do, contact
0: us. Via if you could, the shrieks of, uh, wait, no. Cord, why don't you take this one? <laughs> you got halfway through one.
4: <laughs> that put me on the spot.
1: Yeah. You have like one job, remember?
0: Yeah, do the <laughs> intro. Uh, <laughs> this is
1: all bonus. And the outro.
0: No, the intro. You're the worst.
1: You said. You want it to be like Ben Kissel. Now Ben uh-huh. does the intro and he does the outro.
0: Uh-huh. Do the outro, JC. God damn it. Okay, what shrieks? Um, via, if you could, the shrieks of horny sasquatches. Take it back.
1: I, I don't. I don't want you to do the outro.
0: Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs>
2: Thanks again for listening to True Crime by Indie Drop-In Network. If you would like to nominate a true crime podcast to be featured, just send me a tweet at Indie Drop-In. I'd also love to hear if one of our featured podcasts is now your favorite show. Indie Drop-In survives off ad revenue and listener donations. If you would like to contribute, please consider buying me a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Indie if you look at the very bottom of the episode description, I put a link in there to make it really easy. Indie Drop-In has many other shows that you also might like. Just go to indiedropin.com. All right, see you next week.
6: Let's talk about medical. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health, Let's talk about your needs, now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
5: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino.